Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Still kicks goes. He's through. He scored. Ryan Giggs. He's at the goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stratocast. This is the second and it's a bit of a special because we don't usually, well we're not going to usually have members of the opposition on but for big games we will uh, and tonight was certainly a big game. Knocked out of the, the FA Cup in the quarterfinal stages, we won't be going through to the semi-finals and it's a big disappointment because Van Hal has spoken at length about this being the competition that realistically we could win and we all believe that and I think having Arsenal at home with our home record being so good we would have thought that, right, we'll win this one. Um, and there is a bit of doubt in these cup competitions because, you know, you lose and you're out and that's just the way it is, running kind of cup competition. I am joined by a member of the opposition, as I said, Jim from East Lower, an Arsenal blog. Jim, how are you? I'm very well, I'm very well. And commiserations <laughs> to United. I'd imagine so. Um, I, you've seen my tweets um, posted just at the end of that game and the United fans agree with me, there's some that are agreeing with me. Um, I think the, the way I see it is United played very, very well in the first half. Um, they made two substitutions and one of them being Lou Shaw who had a horrific first half. Chamberlain absolutely bossed him. But Herrera, he didn't do too bad. I think a lot of the play ran through him going forward. But... At the end of the day, looking at the second half, Arsenal play well in the first half. They play well in the second half too. Throughout the game, I think the better team went through. Well, I, I mean, I would agree. I would agree. I, I'd be before the game. Our record at Old Trafford, as everyone has been reminding us, is so bad. It's been so bad in the last ten games. Just one draw. That I think a lot of Arsenal fans were slightly fearful that, you know, it's some kind of a mental block. But um, I thought we came out of the blocks really well. I thought United did better in the first half for sure and um, 
but Arsenal had the second half. And, and I think we did deserve it, 100%. Yeah, I, I do think um, we were very energetic. We we uh, chased chased United down. I think we, we were better in the midfield. Um, and I think we deserved it. I don't want to focus too much on, on, on this quick episode about referee decisions because every week in football, bad decisions are made or good decisions are made. And all, there's always arguments here and there. And I think, like I said, the best team won on the night. Um Oliver as a referee, he is someone I think is quite trigger happy. He loves branding out the yellow cards and so on. I suppose the, the talking point of this or of this game will be Angel Di Maria sending off. Um, the first yellow card, from, from what you've seen, talk us through. Was was it a did, did it was it worthy of a yellow card? Well, you might not be surprised to hear that I thought it was a yellow card. I thought it was a dive. I mean, there was a little bit of contact, but not enough for him to go down the way he did. And and I'm, I mean. The only thing I would say is those are the kind of challenges that often go, you know, go unpunished. Mm. So you could argue, if you, if you, you know, that, that perhaps um, he was a little unlucky. But ultimately, it was a dive, and that, you know, and, and it was a yellow card. Um, it was the second yellow card, to be honest. Although you can't touch a referee, that no. you know, if I was a United fan, I'd think I'd just probably feel annoyed more than anything else because it's such a stupid way to get yourself sent off and, and a little bit, you know, a little bit of nothing, but by the rule by the rule books. That's the way it is. But the rule books, you, you you just can't do that. And I was watching, and I think it goes to any anyone who's played football knows that to get booked, and you, you feel hard done by, which he appeared to have felt hard done by. He pestered and pestered, and I know footballers for a few seconds now they might ask why you're giving me other card, or I didn't dive, or they might argue, or so on. There's a certain amount of times you can do that for, and, and one thing you can't do, you can't touch referee, you can't tug his, tug his shirt. Um, but he kept kept going, kept going, and it was only a matter of time before he got the second yellow. And mm. at that time, we were actually on an attack. United had just conceded a goal, and we, we were on the attack, and a bit of momentum was building. And the second he got that second yellow, he let the whole side down. I think, and he let the whole side down. Um, we're down to 10 men, 2-1 behind. Arsenal could have re- Well, Arsenal could have just said, we're going to pack the bus now at Old Trafford. There's not long left to go. He, he put, it, put the rest of the team in a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be honest with you, I know I don't necessarily agree with the first yellow card, but there was moments in that game today before he got sent off or tonight that he was going down very, very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't the only one in United shirt, which really annoys me because I remember when Danny Welbeck played for United and... We, we get on to him, but there was a few times where he would have died in a red shirt. And it used to really, really annoy me. And there's no excuse for it. And I seen when Yanazai came on, I was full sure when I seen that penalty show. I was full sure it was a penalty. But when I seen it in replay, mm-hmm. not the the ref got it right, yeah. I mean, again, there was a tiny little, tiny little touch, but not enough to do that. I mean, oh, it's the classic, it's the classic sign, isn't it, of frustration? Um, and um, and on, on, on this occasion, yeah, you know, a lot of the things go unpunished. But on this occasion, I think the ref got them both right. To be honest, maybe you'd expect me to say that, but I think he did. But, but even going back to this referee Oliver, he's a referee that BBC were saying a young referee. He's getting better and better and better. It wasn't too long ago before he allowed Joe Harco head to head with him. And he just sent a player off for talking about it. I know, talking to the referee, it's not on his bad behaviour, it's a yellow card or whatever, send the player off in a second yellow. But the biggest biggest argument here in football in general is um, consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I think the tr- I think 
I, I agree. You know, you can the thing with the thing is with TV and social media and everything is you can go back and, and compare and contrast. And you're absolutely right. Some sometimes it goes for you and sometimes it goes against you. And it's it's probably quite difficult for referees as well because you know they make a decision in the heat of the moment. But yeah. It, you know, if you look back over over the course of a season, over each referee's performance, you'll find things that are inconsistent, and it's frustrating. But um, with I don't know, I'm not sure there's any solution to that. I'm not sure there's any way around that. Is that they, you know, they do, they get it right most of the time, and then they get it wrong some of the time. Yeah, well, I suppose that's the way in every kind of job, isn't it? Footballers mm. themselves to to do things, and I'm sure Dean Marie will, will go back home tonight thinking, well, I fucked up, and um, by by putting the referee sharp, but. We must move on. Another big talking point of this game, Danny Welbeck, former United player, getting that winning goal um, to put you through and knock us out. Um, before we get on to his performance, and I know he didn't do much in the first half, but the one thing about Danny Welbeck is he always works hard. He always works hard. This season, his first season at Arsenal, I know Arsenal fans themselves that weren't too happy with him. What, do, what have you made of his first I season? I think... Uh... I think he's had a. I think he's had a decent season, and and I think, um, I think for for sixteen million, you know, in today's market, that is not a lot of money to spend on a striker, and I think it was a good investment. He's still relatively young. He um, he works his like you said, he works his socks off, and I think um, uh, you know Arsenal. Uh, we've got you know people. You can compare him to someone like Walcott, who scores more goals but doesn't put the same kind of a shift in. And, and you know they're different players, but I think Arsenal players, Arsenal fans, sorry, they they like Welbeck because of his work rate. You can, uh, you know, he, he just he will not he will not give up. And I think in any footballer, you know, fans like that, don't they? So I think he's I think that was his ninth goal of the season. And yes, he could score more. That's the, probably the main criticism of him. But I think you know I think he's had a pretty decent opening season. And given, especially given, because he he has been playing also out on on the wing where he'd probably prefer to play through the middle. So I think he's done well, and I think Arsenal fans are, are pleased with him. There was a section of United fans tonight that did boo Danny Welbeck, and I, I couldn't really understand that. Um, I remember. And I, I think it was a, the celebration, wasn't it? The celebration. I was going to get on to that. Um, the celebration for me is why not celebrate? You, you, the, the club that. You loved the club they were here from the, since you were a youth. The club that brought you through. Yeah, you can put all these in, into a few elements and so on. But it was the club that sold you. The club that didn't think you were good enough. Some fans. I was a fan of Danny Welbeck. It was Manchester United's decision to not start Danny Welbeck to sell Danny Welbeck. We never put up a fight when Arsenal came in for him, and he scored tonight. He's at a new club. And I, I, I don't get this whole thing that players when they leave should be apologetic. Or there was, I, know, I know United fans on Twitter were complaining when he went to Arsenal and never wrote a letter, an apology or a goodbye. Why should he do that? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think any player who's gone has gone, haven't they? And, and you know, they've moved on. I don't really have a problem with that. I actually think, although he did celebrate, I don't think it was the most kind of no, ebullient celebration. I think it was a little bit, it felt like it was a little bit muted. It was no um, alibi or. No, no, <laughs> no. That's kind of the other extreme of the scale, isn't it? Um, I agree with you. I, I don't have a problem with it, really. I mean, but you can, at the same time, I, I, I know, you know, the same things would happen at, at any club. People would boo because they're frustrated, and you know, people take a little bit of offence. But in the cold light of day, I think they'd probably take your view that, you know, so what? I, I, I do know Arsenal fans, Jim, that were very, very annoyed when Van Party celebrated. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you're you're right, and and um, 
you know, it's because it's because when someone scores against you, you used to play for you. And I think the way, I mean, it's a different story slightly, but the way Van Persie left Arsenal was was different to the way mm-hmm. Welbeck left United. So there was that was a little element of animosity that on, on yeah. the back of that. But but in essence, I, I totally agree with you. You know, at the time, I'm sure I probably, you know, effed and blinded at him as well. But it, you know, in the cold light of day, why why shouldn't he? So you're going to the semi-finals, and the only way you could possibly meet Liverpool, granted they're going to semi-finals too, is via final. Mm-hmm. Um, please, please, don't end Stephen Gerrard's stint at <laughs> Liverpool on a fucking high. Uh, well, look, I mean, Arsenal are capable of doing anything and everything, so I wouldn't want to make any promises. But um, it's, it's. I've got. I went to the 2001 FA Cup final when Arsenal bossed the whole thing and then lost to two late Michael Owen goals. So, you know, these things do happen. I hope you're right, but I've uh, got to get to the final first, of course. But, yeah, it, it's kind of set up for that, isn't it? It feels like it's set up for Arsenal-Liverpool, uh, but might be wrong, might not be. Well, hopefully Blackburn put them away. And if Blackburn put them away, I hope you lose in the semi-final. <laughs> but right now, right now, Liverpool get through. I can't see another team that could, that could beat them. So I'm kind of thinking, well, what's the, what's the best of, of too bad? It's, it's based like Gary Neville said a few, a few few years ago. He said it's like picking out which one of your best mates to shag your wife. <laughs> exactly. No, it's it's not easy. I know I know what you mean, but. Um... Uh, it, from, from my point of view, you know, it was a, it was a really great, great night for us because mm. we, we've been underperform, we've underperformed for so long at United. That it's almost getting, it was getting almost to the embarrassing point. So, um, yeah, it's great. Okay, look forward to it. I suppose before, before we do wrap it up and ha- having an Arsenal fan on the on the straight cast, um, both our clubs are are in a fight for top four, and so yeah. Liverpool and so on. Will Arsenal get there? I. I think I've said, I've said all along. I think it's very close. I think it's really close. And um, I, I think there, you know, there are four clubs for those. Realistically, for those last two, those last two places. And I mean, Arsenal are in a good position at the moment. But you know, at this stage, there's only something like five points be- between between all of those teams. So it, it looks good at the moment. But um, I think it's going to be very, very close. And I think it's very. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to put any money on it. Put it that way. At the moment, um, on form, you'd say you know, Liverpool are in good form. Spurs are holding on in there. Man U, despite not playing very well, as I'm sure you'll agree, are mm. still getting good results as a, you know, generally in the league. So um, I think it's going to be very close. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's one that I'm, I'm very, very hopeful of. Um, but when I see Liverpool come into such strong form of late unfortunately I'm kind of thinking that well our only chance of getting top four is if Arsenal drop out of that position um, we've just been absolutely atrocious away from home our home form has been good um, performance wise we just haven't been at the races and we're, we're still waiting for Louis Van Hal to, to find his his best 11 or his best system or as, as he says in a, in a Dutch accent philosophy mm-hmm. Um it does take time, and uh, Roy Keane was saying on, on BBC tonight that yeah. people calling for him, I think, are absolutely nuts. Um, Roy Keane did say, too, that David Moyes wasn't given enough time. David Moyes shouldn't have been given time, end of. He should never have been given the job. Uh, but I think a manager of this calibre, Louis Van Hal, I think he's, he has spent a lot of money. But when you spend money and bring in new players, they they take time to adapt to it in a yeah, new of system. Course. Of course, we, we, we all, we all um, and I'm guilty of this, 
but all most football fans these days are of, of being very knee jerk and wanting everything now. It's just the nature of it. Um, but I would totally agree with you. I think ultimately his track record speaks for itself, and it would just be back to square one if if he went in the summer. I do know because I've said I have a few mates that are Arsenal fans. I know it's on social media too, um, and a few Arsenal blogs that I, I will come across, and some Arsenal, Arsenal blogs will be very. Um, Sitting on the fence, they, they won't set up winger, and when things are going bad, and when you see the newspapers with Arsenal crest cracked and there's a big crisis mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. Um, I do see Arsenal fans that are totally behind winger every step of the way. I see Arsenal fans that get him out. I see Pierce Morgan, who is hot and cold, um, who is a bit of a wanker anyway, to be honest. <laughs> but where, where do you sit on the whole Wenger thing? Are, are, are you totally Wenger in for what he's done for your club? Or are you thinking that it's been such a long time since you won a league title? Yeah, I think I think it's a very nuanced argument, to be honest. I think you know, I think most Arsenal fans absolutely respect him for his achievements, and he's he's also you know a great figurehead for the club. Yeah. Um, but you also, on the other hand, you kind of think Arsenal keep m- making the same mistakes. I mean, I know it's a kind of strange night to talk about it because we just played very well and. And beaten, yeah, of course, beaten yeah. your Old Trafford, yeah. but but I think you know the same things do kind of tend to crop up and happen again, and and it does feel like Arsenal could do with at least a new approach, and whether that's from him or from someone else, I don't know. But um, coming at things from a different angles and some fresh ideas, it feels like we, we we do kind of it's like groundhog seasons for us. But um, yeah, uh, so I've kind of basically sat on the fence there, haven't I? I, I I'd like I'd like him to be the one that 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 uh, does it but do I think he's going to propel us to the title I, I, d- I have my doubts but uh, yeah. point David Myers <laughs> yeah I mean it's one of those arguments isn't it that that um, people always say oh be careful what you wish for who would you want instead and I don't know I'm not you know I'm not a, the guy that would be appointing him but um, I guess sometimes you know it's about taking risks Absolutely. Well, uh, before, before we do wrap it up, um, Jim, I'm not too sure our listeners will want to find you, but but no. where, 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 where can they find you? I'm at, at East London. You're all welcome. I'm generally So that is um, East UK. He's always but yeah, that's where person. I am. Yeah, yep, East Lower, Yes. And it's at East Lore on Twitter. Your connection is lagging out a small bit, so I'll, I'll fill your place here. Um, really appreciate coming on, Jim. Uh, we, we spoke earlier on today, and we we're both kind of saying that we need a bit of time to to um, cool after the game. But and I, and I was I was feeling a bit confident myself being all an Arsenal fan, but it's it, it, it's backfired um, <laughs> to, to a degree. But uh, you're a good sport. You haven't rubbed it in too much. Um, but I, I know what it's like. It's, I know what it's like. You know what goes around comes around. But at the end of the day, if, if you did come on and over it in, it's deserved. You're you're in the semi-finals, and um, I'm not going to say best of luck. But what I will say, if you, if you get to the final, do me Liverpool. Get stuck in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll sec- I'm happy to second that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks a million for joining us, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Great Cheers. speaking to you. You too. Still Giggs goes. He's through. He scored. Ryan Giggs. He's at the goal that's played for Manchester United. To the left. Right footed. It's a clear header. And then to the left. Sulker has won the European Cup for Manchester United.
Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.